Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) Insane finish to this season. That race was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Well, I want to say that we predicted in our our pre-show everything correctly, but none of us could have predicted (laughs) that. (laughs) Yeah, we predicted the mayhem correctly, but I just, that is just crazy. Well, this is John Massengill sitting in the studio with Jonathan Green and Les Kaiser and we're joined over Zoom by Bob Varsha and... Uh, this now the championship is tied with one race to go. Who would have predicted this at the beginning of this season? A desert duel in Abu Dhabi, do do do. I mean, really, it, it uh, just couldn't be set up. I mean, so good, so uh, so set up there. I know, Brilliant. Bob Varsha. We've been talking about how great this season has has been all year long, and here we are tied going in the last race. Or the first time, only the second time in Formula One history, and the first time since 1974 when the protagonists were Emerson Fittipaldi and Clay Regazzoni. Wow. Emerson came through to win the title. So, yeah, it doesn't happen very often. And uh, regular fans of Formula One would not be surprised by that, given the eras of domination that we've seen. Um, yeah, today was a race that had everything. I think anybody who listened to the to, to the race and, and heard the interviews afterwards would detect a certain edginess to, mm-hmm. uh, to everyone's answers to every question. Uh, I agree with Martin Brundle that Max Verstappen needs to take a good hard look in the mirror and question his own racing tactics. But having said that, he wasn't the only one out there going for every opening that presented itself uh, in reality or fantasy. Um, and pretty exciting stuff. I mean, I, I will freely admit the race was much better than I thought it yeah. was going to be on this racetrack. And I guess that bodes well for the future. But now we go on to uh, Abu Dhabi and may the best team win. Yeah, well, I, I agree with everything Bob said, but I wanted to remind Bob of our history in Formula One. Um, but it was extraordinary. Uh, I mean, for but I, mean, I understand the communication may not have, because they were arguing about when the communication was given. Uh, and, you know, Massey said, I've only got, you know, so many fingers and thumbs and buttons to push. But I still feel that whatever Hamilton saw, he did see, as we all did, Verstappen slowing quickly and did not take avoiding action, which he could have done. 
Exactly, and that's my point. What if that was a power unit failure? Correct, or a puncher. Yeah, right. I- anything that would have caused Max to slow down quickly in, in you know, the, the sequence he did, and then you're going to blame the guys for behind him for running up his tail there? Uh, uh, no, well, I'm, I not, think I'm not game there. Lewis was trying so hard to stay in the slipstream, I think, that perhaps he kind of lost perspective on yep. what might happen. Um, and, and that's too bad. Uh, it was interesting to get all of that uh, communication between the race directorate, Michael Massey, and the teams arguing about who said what to whom and when. And I kind of sat there watching that race thinking, okay, uh, if I'm in Michael Massey's situation, I've got to say, okay, I want the car ahead to give up the position. Do I tell his team first? Do I tell mm. yeah. the other team first? I mean, what what I would think would solve the problem is if Michael Massey speaks to the drivers directly. Yeah. And I, I'm still not sure we need to be privy to those conversations. I've never heard something as, as yeah. so audacious as "Here's my offer" yeah. before I, before it goes to the stewards of how we restart That's the race. Right. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. That's crazy. So we're plea bargaining now yeah. in Formula One. Take it or leave it. What if they'd said no? No, that's not good. What but, else do you have? Well, I, yeah, I presume what he would have done was taken it to the stewards to decide. Then at that point. Well, I, I thought it was also a half step because I think. They, they wanted to penalize Verstappen for getting ahead by going off tracks, but didn't Esteban Ocon also benefit in that incident? Should Ocon yes. and be allowed why, to and, stay on the lead, or should he have gone back to third? And at no point was he leading the race. Okay. So why would he start pole? An FIA message from the stewards to Team Red Bull. The driver and team representative is requir- required to report to the stewards in relation to the incident below. <laughs> Max Verstappen, alleged breach of of Article 2, Chapter 5, Appendix L of the FIA or Sporting Code, Incident in Turn 27. Double it, secret probation. So it, for which incident then? Yeah, that's the Turn the, the, the uh, turn 27 the colli- with collision with Hamilton. So, so it was the break, that what we were just talking Hamilton about. Hamilton seemed to drive him wide, drive Verstappen off the track. Yeah, it wasn't the straightaway. Was... Oh, sorry, yeah. it's not that. No. That's not the incident. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, we have a caller. I want to go to a caller because I want to squeeze him. We're, we're out of breath. We're truly in an echo chamber here. We've been bouncing all this stuff, but let's see what uh, let's see what James has to say. James, welcome to the show. What do you think? James, we got you. Go oh, ahead. Oh, yeah, it was insane. <laughs> What's your take on all of it? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, so, yeah, Max, um, he... I've been cheering for him most of the season. I'm going in the slash race, just very neutral now. I'm like, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. If, if Hamilton breaks the record, it's great. Uh, if Max gets it, that's great. But hopefully, I mean, some of the things that happened today were insane. What did you think about that we've had an FIA uh, edict, if you will, that uh, Red Bull have been called to the stewards' office to talk about uh, the uh, the incident at Turn 27, not the brake testing incident, but uh, the, the the coming together, if you will, of the two of them. Where he pushed him, where where he, he pushed him wide. Yeah. Um, but, you know, who do you think deserves the win today? Hamilton. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Hamilton deserves it. He, he was more consistent. He was faster. He wasn't burning through his tires. Um, I, yeah, wait. Turn 27, though, is where Hamilton had Verstappen go wide. Yes. Yeah. And then maybe wore his tires down doing that, but they were on different compounds, too, so that's that's hard to mm. do apples to apples there. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, I, if I was Hamilton, I would have been livid <laughs> uh, with everything that had happened up, up to that. <laughs> Getting no, his elbows out is. a little bit. I don't really blame him for that too much. <laughs> mm. 
I mean, it was top draw stuff, wasn't it? I mean, I used to love the Arabian Nights as a cartoon, but this Arabian Night just took, took the <laughs> biscuit, I think. James, where are you calling from? Austin. Oh, cool. cool. Nice. Very cool. All right, well, thank yeah, you. Thank you for appreciate well, you. Did you go to the Grand Prix, James? Yeah, did you go to USGP? I sure did. I was a uh, track marshal. Oh, brilliant. Uh, uh, well, thank turn? you. We want to thank you. Uh, uh, Luke. What do you think yeah. of the marshals today? Because I, I, I said at the top of the show, I, what an impossible job for those guys. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. I saw one guy jumping through a fence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, um, I admire them for uh, what they were up to today. That was Amazing. Uh, Quite an action-packed day for them. Okay, so so I've had people, you know, say, "How do we? How do you get that job, James? How do you get that job?" <laughs> <laughs> you listen to Speed City, and, hey! <laughs> and the answer is good correct. answer. <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys uh, gave out some good information. Had uh, I forgot his name, but yeah, he was involved in the, all the marshalling and, and told us where to go. Motorsport Reg, uh huh, or motorsportreg.com. That's it. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. James, and MotoGP thanks. opens up tomorrow. Ah, oh, good. Very cool. <laughs> good, good, good info. Good <laughs> there intel. <you> yeah. <laughs> there. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, James, thanks a lot for calling in. I appreciate you listening. And thank you for what yeah. you do as well. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. All right. All right. We got another call. We got Kevin from Iowa. Kevin, welcome to the show. What did you think today? I thought the race was amazing. I'm actually driving on I-80, uh, <laughs> listening to the race, listening Did to you pull guys, over? <laughs> and I appreciate that I'm able to do that, but it was an amazing race. The reason I call in, is my first time calling into any show, but the reason why I'm calling in is simply that it just, as all of this was, was happening in real time, I just, my mind kept going back to Cinefrost, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. constantly thinking, is Max going to do whatever he takes? Because if he wrecks Lewis or they both wreck, he, he wins, right? Yep. Yeah. Doesn't he win? For the last two races, if there's any type of incident between <clears throat> both of them, between both of them, he would win the championship. Am I wrong on that? No, you're absolutely no, right. I think you're right because Max has won more so races. So he has nothing to lose. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Max has nothing to lose. Julian Palmer wow. said in commentary uh, just that, which is how do you race a guy who's willing to crash? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And it just, I really got into Formula One in 2005 and just fell in love with it. I've been following it ever since. Haven't been to Coda went to Indy three times, 2005, 2006, and 2007. And uh, I just I just love the sport. And this championship has been amazing. So no matter what you think about Max's driving or what you think about Lewis, just this year has just been an amazing year. Yeah, we're, we're being treated, amazing. aren't we? Hey, yes, so absolutely. 2005. But the last thing I want to say, guys, and I appreciate you taking my call. Yeah, you can't is, hang up. Keep it up. <laughs> The the incident when Lewis ran into the back of him. Mm-hmm. Yes. The only thing that I can think of in all my years of watching, and obviously I'm no expert, is at what point whenever I've seen a driver being told by his team to let a driver pass because of a maneuver that they did previously, they never break. They let off the gas Correct. because they want to do what Max did previously, which is get right back behind them in yep. their slipstream so they can overtake. So uh, he, even though I'm questioning, like, why didn't Lewis just move out of the way? But then I think, why did Max brake test? 
why did Max break so hard? So obviously the telemetry is going to tell everybody what really happened when they all look at it. So it'll be interesting to see um, how everyone, the two different teams, the FIA, interpret that telemetry. And, and I couldn't agree more. In all my time of watching all forms of motor racing, when somebody is given an order by the team, whether it be a teammate or an opponent, and even worse, an opponent, uh, that the driver does not have something to say about it and at least a comment about it, yeah. and at least yeah. take, let it sink Absolutely. in and pick a spot. He did it. With yeah. about, about doing it. Why? Why did I didn't do anything wrong? Yeah. So the whole incident on both sides, just very interesting how they both reacted. Yeah. Because you still don't have an answer why Lewis didn't move over. But I don't have an answer why Max broke that hard because he obviously broke hard. And then he kind of took off. He kind of wiggled and he stopped did. Mm. right after that. Yeah. So he, he knew just, what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because Max is the future. The guy is incredible. He reminds me of Lewis in 2007 and 2008. <laughs> that's, a good, yeah, that's a good analogy, Excellent. actually. And, of course, Lewis uh, fashions himself on the, on the great Ayrton Senna. So I yeah, think there is yeah, a lineage yep. there. <laughs> but now, to me, he seems more like Schumacher. Still aggressive. Still lets you know he's the best. But he's more wise. He's more seasoned. But I really enjoy Max because he reminds me of how Lewis was in 2007 and 2008. So, again, guys, thank you for taking the call. And I'm just excited about it all. It's just been amazing. Absolutely amazing. Kevin, thank you for calling and thank you for listening. We appreciate it. You know, he he was saying, he was listening to it on the radio, and he was interpreting what the BBC guys were saying about how hard Max braked, but did he? I didn't see him. Oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Well, I, it was clear to you then? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. On the replay? Oh, well, n- not so much on the replay. At the time, he was in the middle of the road. I mean, and, and by the way, the engineer was telling him, hey, as he was yeah. saying, hey, you're going to have to give the place back. And as he said, you're going to have to read the place back. It was about a second, you know, one, one hippopotamus, two hippopotamus, <laughs> and Hamilton hits him. I cannot believe that the message was taken on board and he slowed down to that much in that time. It just, it's so odd. Okay, well, I'm going to say that when we saw that replay and they zoomed in, we are looking over his shoulder, you could see him flipping down and him dropping gears, going to yeah. other gears very quickly. Did he break? That can't be answered without the data. The, the view they showed of the back of the car did not show the brake lights, so you couldn't see the brake lights. The brake decel was, abs- I mean, the deceleration was absolutely happening. And so, but... As Kevin rightly said, and, and some of y'all said, that's what he would be doing if he was giving back a lap to drop back in and get his RPMs up and you know get in the power band like of those he did gears right away. Like he did before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he was setting up to do the same thing again. Was it malicious? I don't think it was. Mm-hmm. I think he was just setting up smart, looking ahead, and somebody behind him wasn't looking ahead as much, expecting it. How'd you see it, Bob? Well, I'm, I'm having flashbacks to a race at Spa-Francorchamps years and years ago involving Lewis, and I, I want to say Kenny Raikkonen, um, where Lewis did one of those, you know, pass the guy, give the space back, or, or being told to let the guy go back by, lets the guy go back by, and then immediately repasses him. The stewards took the place away from Hamilton, uh, ruling that he did not give the place back long enough, it wasn't sporting, yeah. Right. To, uh, you know, you can't just immediately jump on the guy and and repass and take back the position. So I don't know if that memory lingers in the minds of any of the stewards or the race director. But, um, yeah, 
I, I think I'd like to look up that rule before next week because you're yeah. right. It, there's a, almost a, an unwritten rule there that it's unsporting to just let you, you know, let him go a wheel in front of you and go, okay, yeah. <laughs> I've let him pass. Now I'm going to go past him again. Right. Exactly. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. It's like everybody else. I have to see the data. I don't think it was a break check. I don't think Max races that way. Um, you know, right in front of God and everybody. I can't imagine yeah. he would do that. Uh, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna slip the shiv in between the ribs, you do it somewhere in a dark <laughs> corner of the racetrack. Somewhere. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> one. <laughs> you know, not right there in front of pit lane. No, no, you're right. I think we've just learned something about Bob's past we didn't know. Uh, <laughs> but 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 also, what's your take on Hamilton's reaction to the deceleration that he saw? Well, I think there was no doubt in Hamilton's mind that, that Max was messing with him. Right. I think uh, he's developing a healthy suspicion when it comes to Max. <laughs> yes. Um, as that is, has happened so often in the past, you know, what did what did Prost think of Senna? Yeah. What did Damon Hill think of Michael Schumacher? Yeah. I recall there was a book written in uh, in the in the middle '60s called "The Cruel Sport," taken from a line from Dan Gurney after his crash at Zandvoort that killed a spectator. Um, in it, Phil Hill, America's first world champion, talks about a guy on the grid that he would not name who said, this guy will do anything to, to get by you. He will do anything without regard to you know, his health or mine or anyone else's. And I think that's evil. You know, compare that with Senna's famous line to Sir Jackie Stewart in an interview when he said, you know, you go for the gap because it's there. If you don't go for it, you're not a racing driver. Yeah. Um, you know, there's plenty of room for uh, for wiggle in this in terms of the, the semantics of what's fair, what's sporting, what's championship level behavior on the racetrack. And yes, you know, we're at a point where racing has become so safe once again that drivers might become inclined to use race cars as weapons or to do things they might not otherwise do because they might get hurt. You know, that's the downside of safety and racing is that people will think, well, I can do this because worse comes to worse. I'm going to be okay. I'll climb out, walk away and look to race another day. But Hey, we got some, not, uh, you don't want to push that. Got some comments on YouTube. Uh, Old timer says Red Bull is saying they have the data. No brake check from Max. Okay. Boom. Sky, he said uh, Sky Sports is saying Max slowed down quickly to be behind the DRS detection line. Ah, okay. Interesting. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. That does make sense. Well, except that detection line is on the entry to the corner, not on the straightaway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where did it? I, t I tell you one thing I would add to what Bob's just said um, is uh, that what Bob's just said, I totally agree with. But I also want to shout out to Hamilton for keeping his head because remember the first stop, and I know that was 15 years ago now, but when they first red flagged it and Red Bull suddenly got this advantage of being able to change tires and Hamilton came on the radio and went, they're gonna, that, does that mean they could change tires? And instead of kind of, you know, getting get that getting into him and then the offer and then they're starting behind Ocon and, you know, he kept his head and he did so throughout by hitting Verstappen, driving with a wing that was broken, having a challenge from Verstappen, giving the place back. I mean, you, you think about it mentally for Hamilton, and I think we saw it as he went behind the hordes, the hoardings at the end of the race there and just sat down with his physio. I, I really do think that was top draw, keeping your head when all around, maybe, maybe kind of losing theirs a little bit. Uh, and there was a lot going on. Um, but when you go back to Lewis querying whether he was on the right tires uh, and whether the other team were, you know, were able to change theirs, 
to go from that to win that race, pretty spectacular. Mm. Right, Maybe we'll... somebody reminded Lewis that his car was essentially rebuilt under the red flag earlier this year at Imola. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So it should not have come to as a surprise to Lewis that there was a tire change coming for his rival. No. And look what happened. Lewis was on the hard. Max was on the, on the medium. And Max's tires basically let him down with you know four or five laps to go. He just he had no rear end on the car and could not stay close. Yeah. Well, after the break, I want to talk about Red Bull's interesting decision to stay on the mediums because I think that was in the end. Yeah. Brilliant. We, you and I discussed it immediately, and I think we kind of hit it. But uh, one more question from YouTube we'll answer after the break too. Will Hamilton be penalized for ramming Max? So lots to discuss. Stay tuned <laughs> yeah. through the break, and we'll be back right after these messages. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey guys, we are very excited to welcome our new sponsor, Allstott Brewery, to Speed City. These guys make a fantastic beer, and I'm going to let Jonathan talk about it, but I'm going to tell you about it. When I tasted it, I am not a big beer aficionado. I like a nice cold beer, but I'm always worried about a craft beer or a new beer that it's going to have a funky taste, especially aftertaste. This beer was fantastic. I have absolutely no uh, no qualms at all that this is my new favorite beer. But Jonathan, you know why, what makes it so special, the water and the recipe? Well, yeah, I mean, these guys have done their research and do it right. And they've even imported the right water to do it right. I mean, it, it, I tell you, this Allstad beer, fantastic. And I'm, uh, you know, most Europeans are snobs about their beer. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm definitely one of those. Because, You're definitely a snob? Yes, okay. about my beer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because there's no question, carbonation has always been my issue here in the States. It's overcarbonated. And our lagers, our pilsners and lagers in Europe, um, uh, especially German ones, are not that heavily carbonated. And that's a key thing. And that's the first thing that uh, hit me was just how well they've done the beer. Uh, it's based out of Fredericksburg. It's, uh, it's got a great tie-in because obviously Fredericksburg, a German town, and now they've got a Texas German beer, and it's cracking. 
Yeah, and the uh, the facility out there, it's amazing. They've, they've really done it right. It's really fantastic. So so check it out. You can get it at all the local HEBs and everything else, right? Yep. Uh, it's around all around Texas. You can get it. Uh, they sell it in uh, uh, on, on the shelf there as a Texas beer. But uh, I'll tell you what, you're in, right back in Germany when you drink it. And it's Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Talk. 1370. Hi, this is Max Steppen, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. When we went to break, let's get a couple things. We want to answer the question from somebody on YouTube. It said, will Hamilton be penalized? Ramming hmm. Max. Uh, we just heard Toto Wolf say that we're going to have to. We, there's all sorts to be looked at, but uh, that will be one of yeah. the things looked at. He, did, he didn't break test him, um, but he did decelerate. And one of the theories that Paul DeResta ha- has brought up was that maybe he was trying to decelerate enough to keep the DRS zone open, which is what he did in the previous overtake um, when he gave the place back. Um, so interesting. And to and to Les's point, he could have been decelerating, prepping the engine to accelerate after the pass. Right. But also remember, guys, that with the hybrid systems, you can decelerate with uh, regeneration. Correct. Too. So yeah. they, you Harvesting. know, like like road cars now, the brake lights will come on if you have manual control mm-hmm. of the deceleration rate of uh, of uh, regeneration rate, then the brake lights will come on. So my point with that is, is that. You know, maybe there should be. So he never touched the brakes, but if there's a, a control over the the region, the harvesting, maybe, yeah, yeah, then maybe that is part of that. So, geez, there's there's a lot to be looked at. Yeah, there is a ton to be. And it ain't about. over. It ain't over yet. Yeah, you know that that's a good call out of one of the things that we've called out a couple of times before. There was so much in this. I can understand the stewards not keeping up with real time decisions, but that is. What's the answer in this? Well, what we just heard from Toto Wolf through Sky Sports was, and we heard it in one of the radio conversations, was they asked Toto, did Lewis know that he was going to get the place back? And they said, no, he had not been told because the message went to Red Bull first. When asked about that, but the engineer, when the Mercedes engineer asked Michael Massey about that, he said, I've only got so many, you know, I've only got so many buttons I can touch at yeah. once. And so the bottom line is the... The, the, the progression was Michael Massey said to Red Bull, you've got to let him through. They were telling Max at the time that we saw the deceleration, you've got to let him through. And at that point, Lewis was in the dark. So uh, technology change here. Open mic to all the teams. Hmm. Max, give Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. And the cars. Yeah, the, the cars, because there's no lag then. There's no communication. Everything and say, okay, you yeah. give that position back to him and off you go. Yeah. I bet there's I bet there's something that's going to change before next year. Yeah, I'm not. So, I love the insight, but I'm not so sure we want to see the dirty laundry because it only leads to more further controversy. Yeah. Which, if we're trying to grow the sport in America as we are, um, I don't know if it's. I mean, you made a point in NFL. You don't get an offer as to whether it was a, yeah. a touchdown yeah. or it wasn't a touchdown, and then yeah. if you take this offer, we'll restart you, with, but we'll take three points off the board. Yeah. I mean, it's unheard of in any other sport. Which. I, I wonder whether it, it kind of shows the warts and all of Formula One. Uh, it's how it's run, but I'm not so sure that uh, we need to. It's too close to a plea bargain of something that ought to be a clearly defined situation. Well, it's, is it quickly resolved? No, not necessarily. Which you know kind of goes against. We want an answer right now. 
but I don't want an answer right now based on a, a plea bargain if we let Ocon take third and, you know, well, I mean, juggle things. You know, in my series of Trans Am, we have David Hoots, who's, um, who was for 30 years the NASCAR uh, race director. And his, his word is God. He says what yeah. he ha- whatever he says, you do. Well, it's and like- if you don't follow it, then you could easily be thrown out of the race. So my point is, it is a, it's a one man, one decision, and he sits and lies by it. But, but here we have this negotiation going on. With, without the leadership or without the law, you got anarchy. It was like, can you imagine getting pulled over by the cops and they say, well, you know, I think you were probably spitting. No, I wasn't. Okay, you're on your way. You know, <laughs> does that work? <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't. Well, you let me know. There's plenty of blame to go around in this one. What about that moment when we heard Max complaining about Lewis being way too far behind him yeah. behind the safety car? Right. You know, the rule is 10 car lengths. Keep up. What about the Lewis start of the race with Lewis, um, um, you know, kind of uh, taking the time to get to the to, to the start finish, you know? And then yes. Botas also uh, giving him. I mean, was how egregious was Botas in slowing down Max Verstappen so that he could get in straight after after Lewis? Um, I know. There's so many. I mean, that's uh, pretty uh, egregious. Yeah. I mean, that that was tactical, like you wouldn't believe. Derek on YouTube says a great point about the open mic. He says they have that in WEC. I didn't realize. Yes. They have yeah. That well, in they WEC. have it yeah, to every all the drivers in Le Mans. Yeah. Everybody's yeah, yeah. aware. But the, the uh, like the stewards right yeah okay yeah if you watch a wc race you hear alberto fritas yeah. the uh, director okay the safety car is ending in 10 seconds or you know yep. whatever hmm. yeah but, i i'm i'm i i love technology but sometimes yeah i, I and that was that to be to be honest that was a, a remarkable remark in the middle of a very sophisticated situation for a man to say i've only got so many fingers and buttons that makes i don't know it kind of congeals it all into a that's that's where we are <laughs> by the way i presume fitty paldi because i don't remember uh clay regazzoni ever winning um but uh i presume fitty paldi won that race did he or won that battle of that championship yes, yes he did 1974 one or two mm-hmm. yeah wow 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 bob i've seen some i've seen some formula one races and i th- like i said i'm I pretty pleased with our prediction yeah. after the first 10 laps i was worried that we'd given an hour of 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 of, of, of bum information um but it really was uh everything we said and way more because it was a good race as well i, I just got no bum information it's all gold <laughs> thank you yes i agree i had a text from a friend he says the fia i uh, said fom is in has uh, done this to us. They made it tied going into the last race. So all of this that we're seeing was orchestrated. Well, Netflix wrote the script. (laughs) Ron Howard's somewhere involved. Oh, come on. Don't go there. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Wow. It's incredible. Well, Uh, well, we have... You cannot write a rule for every situation. And you cannot expect, you know, human beings to judge the actions of other human beings with, you know, absolute justice all the time you know it's a very human business like all kinds of sport and yeah. so you know sometimes you just have to go with the decisions that are made and you know fair or unfair carry on well there was definitely one piece of non-bum information which was i said <laughs> i said that michael massey and his team would have to be on their game yeah. and boy did they have to be i mean i wouldn't want to be in that position or in that room of stewards trying to sort this all out because 
you know, there's a lot of money on the on the on the line here. I mean, the nicest thing for every for everybody would be to go back to their hotel and have a slap up meal uh, and forget all this. But it's going to go long into the night, I'm sure. A slap up meal. A slap up meal, as we say in England. <laughs> I don't know. Except that. All, right. all you guys from Haas who have to go out and put race cars together. For <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding, man. That was a a vicious hit that Mazepin had. At, toward, uh, at the end of towards the end of the race, man, he really hit the back of that car hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, let me go down the uh, final race results. I don't think we've done that yet. We're halfway <laughs> into the show. Uh, so Lewis Hamilton wins to Max Verstappen, then Botas, who snuck over the line ahead of Ocon, and Ricardo in fifth, Gasly in sixth, Leclerc in seventh, Sainz in eighth, Giovinazzi in ninth, Lando Norris finishing up the tenth in uh, finishing up the points in tenth, then Lance Stroll uh, made it up to eleventh, then Latifi, Alonso. Sonoda, Raikkonen, Vettel, uh, Raikkonen, and then the, the cars that didn't finish were Vettel, Perez, Mazepin, Russell, and Schumacher. Uh, I didn't even realize. That's right. Russell didn't finish either. No, he, got, he crashed out. Yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. So one, two, well, three, five cars did not finish. I, I'm still looking at the quirky part of Ocon starting eighth. Yeah. And then and then starting restarting in pole without having to do a pit stop, but being on the right tires to go all the way. Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of the right tires, we were so ah, yes. we were scooping up some barbecue when when uh, the uh, when Red Bull said uh, they're going to put Max out on the medium tires, and my instant response was, they're betting on more safety cars, they're betting on more, you know, uh, just times where they're not having to race hard, and it sounds like maybe that's what that was correct. Well, the question, well, the question was, everybody was coming in for the safety cars to change to hards. And the theory was, okay, the hards will last the rest of the race. And we said that. Right. That was one of the predictions. That's the okay. natural. The natural thing. And they said, we think, even though it was only 10 laps in, we think that the hards will last, especially if you're under safety for a, a few laps while we're getting, you know. Right. And, and, and as it was, we did have some virtual safety. But then we heard news that Verstappen, who uh, had was in the pits too and hadn't changed yet, but changed to a new set of mediums, in the hope, I don't know, of lasting the full 35 laps. Pirelli had predicted 30 laps. But as we then started to discuss that during the race, John, I said, well, any virtual safety will save them a couple of laps. And it did. So that yep. would, you know, so he did get three laps of virtual safety, if not more, on those mediums, which mean, means they didn't fall they apart. Extend them longer. And right. my other theory was that if he was, if it was a situation of him and Hamilton, hards versus mediums he would be able to keep the delta of over two over one second to avoid drs because he was on faster medium tires yeah hmm. yeah i think you have to credit uh, pirelli and their ability to predict how long their tires will serve i mean recall just a week ago in Qatar, where uh what botas and both of the williams cars and we had these blowouts mm. because the cars essentially went two three four laps beyond what pirelli said they would uh, and lo and behold, boom. Mm. Well, guys, we need to take a quick break. And we're, hey, you know, we're going to, I'm going to talk to the producer. We're going to experiment about staying on uh, YouTube live during breaks, but we'll, we'll check that out maybe next week. Uh, but yeah, let's take a break. Listen to Speed City Live from Austin, Texas, back after these messages. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. When you leave the Circuit of the Americas today, you need to go check out our friends at Iron Wolf Ranch and Distillery, just 40 minutes west of Weird in the beautiful Spicewood, Texas. They produce a wide variety of unique, award-winning spirits, including bourbon, whiskeys, gin, vodka, and rums. They're kid and dog-friendly with yard games and Crego's Pizza and Wings on site every weekend. Enjoy a full bar, tasting room, bottle purchases, and live music when you visit the ranch. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram, and always ask for Iron Wolf at your favorite bars and liquor stores across Texas. Iron Wolf Ranch and Distillery. Bold Spirits, Texas Attitude. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at ducatiaustin.com. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Hello to everyone. This is Gunther Steiner. This is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right. Welcome back. We flipped on Sky and heard Christian Horner say something very interesting to try to to uh, defend his side of the argument. He said, talking about that turn, what was it? Uh, turn 27, where they got to go to the stewards in eight minutes to discuss. He said that they both went wide. In other words, he's saying that Max got pushed wide by Lewis, and it was just as much Lewis's fault for pushing him wide and then saying they were both going wide. Because we were saying, talking earlier about how Max was out of control and had, was understeering, but he was saying that Lewis was doing the same thing. The difference I see is that when Max was out of control, we said his car was actually sliding sideways with oversteer. Yeah. It's not as if he was in, within control steering his car that way. He overshot the turn and was doing that, which I feel like was more Lewis's situation. Uh, Jonathan, what do you think? Um, I mean, 
when the du- when the du- desert dust settles, the good thing is we are going to yeah. Abu Dhabi on equal points. But I, I honestly fear that that may not be the case. As if I know Formula One and I know that they're going to the steward's office, there's a lot to, you know, like I said, to go back to the, the even Botas. You know, uh, there's a lot to be sorted out here. And knowing the way Red Bull and Mercedes look, they've been they've been, you know, trying to beat each other off the track as well as on the track for the second half of the season. Yeah. You know, complaining about the wings, complaining about the flexibility, complaining about this, complaining about that, and complaining about aggressive driving from Max, whatever it might be. How are they doing? What, what made their car so much faster this yeah. week than last week? That hurt, they both have said that same yeah. thing within the last three weeks. And we're getting glimpses of what they're saying on Sky Sports because both of them, both team managers, um, Toto Wolff and um, Christian Horner, uh, are sharing their their sort of public views with with us and the sport and sky and you know i mean i, I i'm still this goes I, back. I still can't believe that mercedes can accept michael massey saying I, I, i've only got so many fingers i get it it's the truth but you know <laughs> yeah this goes back to well the folk we complained about not. forever now and that is that in all the american sports nfl everything is that you know right then there and then you know yeah. okay so maybe you stop the game and that can be a little bit of a pain and it takes them two or three minutes, but you know right then. You don't know on Tuesday. Well, you know, and granted, the football comes to a stop every 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. I'll give them that That's difference. true. It is harder. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you that. And so, you know, the uh, that's the big difference with me. The uh, I get it's going to be tough to do it. There was a protocol missing, and, you know, if I put on my process cap, they should have told Hamilton – Max is going to give you a lap back before they told Max to give him a lap back as far as communications from F1. Well, we'll address that with technology if I was sitting in the technology seat saying, okay, we're going to get an all-car button to say Max is about to give Hamilton back, and everybody knows what just happened. But uh, so I will say that goes on, you know, whether it's Michael Massey personally or the way it's operated by F1, that needs to change. Yeah. Well, we just can't have every race going too ridiculous over, you know, a controversy um, where there is no, like you say, we are still here on Sunday night hoping that, it, that, that the points will be equal with a week to go and less than, I mean, and these decisions can often take till Tuesday, Wednesday to be sorted officially via Paris and the FIA. Um, and then we're, you know, Thursday we're off again. Yeah. <laughs> And, and you know there are it, there are circumstances. It's we're all over the world, different time zones, different people in oh, different yeah. places, and all that. But still, well, look, guys, we just have to celebrate the fact that we have one race to go. The championship is tied, and uh, you know if the if as long as you're not a major point swing, there's still whoever wins this last race is going to win the championship. And we are witnessing two of the finest drivers yes. at the top of their game. Martin Brundle setting commentary. It's like the it's the it's like the rest of the field is also rounds because these guys are so in the zone so far ahead and so too are their teams who are backing them up I may add because the decisions that everyone was making um, were top draw uh, everybody was doing very very clever stuff in in the most excruciating circumstances of of being sat there in the middle of a race red flag twice we yeah. had three starts to that race yeah yeah there's a there's a lot to that it, it's just I don't know how to address it for an instant decision for one I think there needs to be more you know Potentially a, a a jury bigger than what they seem to call on as the stewards to go then you know blind votes anonymous vote 
buttons hey, and we're done. It's true. We we got a couple of callers. Let's get their opinion. Let's start with Andy P, a regular. Uh, Andy's going to have a very educated Andy P. What do you think, man? What's what is about to happen here with all of this? Well, I mean, is this not the most 2021 race ever? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Right on. Spot on, buddy. I I mean, over the course of a season, and and, and it sometimes just really frustrates me talking about, you know, refereeing and stewarding and all this stuff, because I'd like to think that over a course of a a longer sample size, you'd end up, a lot of that stuff would kind of even out, but you really can't do that when it comes down to the micro that we have in this race and the race next week. Now, can you? Not really. So, Andy, what do you think about real-time telemetry data to the steward's desk so they can look at it and go, hey, Max didn't touch the brakes. He was just 100% downshifting. Or, look, Max pounced the brakes, brake-checked Hamilton in a ridiculous location. Don't you think that would help them make that decision? Don't they already have that? I don't think they have real-time. Well, that would have been my thought is, shouldn't they already have that? And if they don't, why don't they? And that that should be the first thing that they kind of need to address. They, they need to have all of this stuff to, to make their decision conceivably, you know, ideally before the end of the race so that everybody who's in attendance and everybody's watching at home and listening and doing all the other stuff can know what they and believe what they've seen. We've seen a podium. Is that really the podium? Well, we don't know because yeah. when things go into the room after the race, you don't know what the decision's going to be. And that's a problem. Good call. We'll, we'll have to get one of our, our steward friends on, but I believe real-time car telemetry is not there from the sake of braking and accelerating to the stewards. It's in the F1 TV, but I don't believe it's in the stewards. I, see, I might change my approach in my in my latter days. Um, I, might, I might go into retirement and just take my dog fishing Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and then come back and see the decisions <laughs> on Tuesday. <laughs> Record the show? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're just going to guess at the show. A real adrenaline junkie, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all about it. <laughs> it's all about fishing, dude. <laughs> hey, Andy P., what do you think about uh, your your boy Daniel Ricardo finishing fifth? Nice job. Uh, he, he got as lucky to get up there with the red flag as yeah. Lando was unlucky, um, you know, based on kind of where the strategy was going, you know, and all the fervor of the Lewis Max. I think it got lost in the shuffle that, that, that Lando, who'd made the same pit stop, uh, was just as uh, negatively affected as, as Lewis was uh, or anybody else that pitted under that safety car. Um, it, it looked to me like it was probably one of those situations where they thought they were going to re- be able to re- recover the car. The marshals would radio in and say, hey, there's damage to the barriers. Now we have to throw the red flag. It, it's terrible timing. It's unfortunate timing. I, I thought they should have thrown the red flag immediately just seeing what the te- other incidents and then what you saw with, with F2 and other things, that I thought would have been the better course, but, you know, it, it played out how it did. Andy, what's your balance on the day? There was a lot of controversy. We know you're a regular on the show. What's your take on um, all of the incidents in terms of how it all played out? We, we, are you happy with the way it kind of fell out that way, or do you think somebody is the, is the evil maestro behind all of there and should be penalised? Well, I, I don't. Well, okay. One, I don't think the FIA is trying to be evil maestro in in any of it. I thought that the driving has gotten more onto the limit the farther in we've gone. You've seen Max. Obviously, he's been uncompromising throughout his career. Mm-hmm. He's just going to put it out there and say whatever happens happens. Um, Lewis in the last few races has stepped his game up hugely, I think, mm-hmm. and is and is trying to compete with that. 
you know, you saw yesterday that the qualifying lap with, with Verstappen was almost in the same level, you know, and, and you, it, it's just, I think both guys finding new gears and therefore the limits change as they go on. I mean, it's fascinating to watch if you look at it that way, but you know, at the same time, you got to be clean about it too. So I think both of them are probably equally at fault. It, it ended up shaking itself out on track and that's all we want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, we had a couple of people that have joined us, both telling us on Twitter and on YouTube that they've joined us on the stream. Uh, thanks for joining us on the stream. I guess there may be some switch on SiriusXM. But anyway, uh, well, Andy, uh, Andy, thanks, buddy. We yeah. appreciate your insights as much as you listening and everything else. Definitely. All right. Great. Thanks, Andy. Fantastic. Thanks, buddy. Um, I'm just looking online here and seeing. There, well, there's another good question. Hold on. I don't know what it was. Is uh, Graham said... Uh, let me ask you, I'll start with you, Bob Varsha. Which car is best suited for Abu Dhabi? Um, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but but I ask Bob, I know. hold your turn. <laughs> I'll go with um, with Red Bull. I agree with Bob, and the reason being, I was reading an article in Racer last night that, uh, last that reminded year. me that they won this race last year, um, and they were they were on the pace better than Mercedes. Uh, now they're different cars, um, but uh, certainly Red Bull has a good record and goes well at Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Now the, the the caveat is there have been changes to the Abu Dhabi circuit. I don't know how that's going to change the dynamic of corner entry and exit and all that sort of thing. Red Bull typically has been uh, the star of any higher downforce show, whether that will still be the case, because, you know, the, the engines are pretty much on a par now, and the top speeds are, are very close, which wasn't the case all year long. So it's going to be interesting, um, the interplay between the two, and who chooses their very best engine from the uh, remaining mills in the pool. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great race. Not to be missed. Oh, gosh, no. I know. Absolutely. All right, guys, let's get our last break in and just a couple minute break. So stick with us. You're listening to Speed City. We'll be back after these messages. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. If you want to know where the path to Formula One and Indy begins, it's three simple letters. VRD. VRD Racing of Atlanta, Georgia are dedicated to nurturing young, single-seater drivers on their quest to the pinnacle of motorsport. Having just wrapped up the team's championship title in 2021 in the F4 US Championship, they also have programs in FR Americas, the all-new USF Juniors, and the road to Indy. VRD is the perfect environment for success. To join the team, drop them a DM on Instagram at Velocity underscore RD. 
Motivation USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiast looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com. That's MotivationUSA.com. Austin's Talk, 1370. Hi, this is Karun Chandok, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Les, you had something? So the uh, judging and the stewards, that is the biggest thing. I, I, I really am curious, and... What uh, what Andy said was a good one. You you gotta you want to know the results at the end of the race. You want to know what's on the podium is legit. All of that kind of thing. I don't know how how much else we can do except throw a lot more stewards at it to more cooks. To have it there. Mm. Is that yeah. not going to spoil more the cooks in well, the kitchen? Yeah, blind votes. You know, I don't know how you can. Let's just put it out on the internet for a big internet poll. How about that? There you go. There you go. Hey, Bob Varsha, you had a fantastic observation during the break. And you said, "What had? How would this be different if Max were on the pole?" But the, I mean, what's your gut first, Bob? Uh, I think we would have seen a a pretty dominant show from Max. Mm-hmm. I think we would have seen a different tire strategy. Um, would we have seen all of the uh, the red flags, the virtual safety cars, the real safety cars? Uh, probably, um, but I think they would have handled them a little bit differently in the Red Bull garage had Max. Uh, had the lead. Um, yeah, it's it's fun to think about. Yeah, it had occurred to me too at some points. Like this would be very different. But but guys, we got to again. I'm I'm ecstatic about the possibility of what we could see next week. And we had a couple of comments on YouTube. Somebody said uh, Derek said Lewis has the most wins as a driver. Mercedes has the most constructor wins. So this could be great. Or Max could axe them both on turn <laughs> turn one lap one. So yeah, we talked about that, Derek. It's very true. We don't. You know, we hate to say that, but it could happen. Uh, Jonathan, what else about today? We've talked all about Max and Um, Lewis, but, I mean, there was plenty more going on. Yeah, I feel for Ocon and Alpine. Um, You know, know, he he got a gift, and he didn't lose that gift. Uh, He held a brilliant third place until the last, literally the last corner, and he was overtaken at the line by Botas. Uh, And and in that same instance, what a great drive by Botas, who couldn't set the fastest lap while chasing Ocon, but could get third and basically win the constructors' title uh, for Mercedes, which, let's face it, that's all that really deep down Toto cares about is winning that constructors' right. title. And he and Red Bull, and, and I think when when Christian opens his Christmas presents, I think uh, <laughs> that he would have preferred the new socks and the constructors' title, regardless of where Max finishes. And I think uh, you know the older heads of Formula One will will be reminded that that is the bigger battle, money wise and Formula One wise. And it's uh, just checked, and the standings are updated. It's twenty eight points. They've got the, yeah. yeah. So they've got Mercedes it. ahead by twenty eight points. So they've. They've yeah. got it. So pretty, pretty much, they've got it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, you yeah, could have not, both Mercedes not finishing and Red Bull finishing first and second. But, but yeah. Well, hey, look, we say that we don't know what could happen. So, hey, yeah, and, and Ferrari's got a, a firmer grip on third place yes. in the championship because they outpointed McLaren once again. Yeah, and the uh, the battle continues between Alfatori and uh, Alpine. Who had the leg up? Looks like Alfatori had it 
going on this time. Yeah. And only Haas with no points. But hey, uh, driver of the day was Max Verstappen. So the internet has voted on that. I loved his comment. About, uh, what, oh yeah, what'd he say? Um, At least the fans, because he was, he was awarded the, the best driver of the day, and he said, well, at least the fans know they're was, racing. Yeah, they have a clear view of clear racing. Clear view of oh, racing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> I'm continuing to watch for any decisions on the uh, steward calls. So. Yeah, because that was 12 minutes ago when they went to the stewards, theoretically. Yeah. Well, so. It's going to be a long time. Yeah. It's going to be fun to see who shows up at the postseason Christmas party this year. <laughs> <laughs> or if they'll all just have had so much of each other that they're just done. They're going to a desert isle. And again, on a positive note, I mean, you know, we are completely changing the game next year with the new car. And, mm-hmm. you know, looking ahead to the future, Lewis isn't going anywhere, um, we don't think, unless he does a shock horror gasp, Rosberg. Um, and we think that, um, do we think that um, uh, Russell will be a match for Hamilton and therefore we will have a four-way battle with Checo, Verstappen, uh, Hamilton and Russell, but also throw in Ferrari, McLaren and whoever else, AlphaTauri if you want. Um, I think yeah. it's going to, it really does look enticing for next year. George Russell is going to be a big factor. Yeah. And we talked to at, in Austin here in Austin when uh, the Haas team were here, we talked to Gunther about that and he was pretty optimistic about them having a much better car next year too. So we'll see what happens with that. That, I mean, we all as Americans hope them to, uh, to do better, even though we uh, have lived through this horrific season so far. Well, they promised us at the beginning of the season, before it even kicked off, that they were looking towards 2022, even from the get-go. So, uh, I want to talk about Abu Dhabi here, but just one quick second. I mean, we talked all about the circuit today with the walls and the speed and all that, but Bob, we talked yesterday about this is not the long-term plan for Saudi Arabia, correct? That's correct. Yeah, they're building a a new motor racing complex outside the capital city of Riyadh, where Formula E has been racing for several years now. Um, I'm sure, you know, the Corniche circuit at Jeddah is not going away, but um, there's going to be a a, a big new circuit built only the way the Arab oil producing countries can build these things. Um, And I'm sure it'll be spectacular. And that, I guess, will be the future home of the Saudi Grand Prix. But I don't you know who knows when that's going to be inaugurated. I got believe it's at least two three years down the road yep all right well let's start with let's let's talk about abu dhabi we've talked about the point scenarios and all that but jonathan what's your quick overview to start to that discussion well there's no question and this today had a bit of this which is you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't and we kind of know max's sort of attitude towards that but you know you can win a title in the in the final race when it's all equal uh, or you could lose a title. And that's where the nerves start in. And they're now starting basically from scratch if it stays as it is, which I you know, hope it does. Um, but now how much is risk versus reward? How bullish will Red Bull be? Um, will Mercedes, you know, sort of play the conservative um, approach, the older, wiser head of Hamilton as it was today, and naturally, you know, force Max into kind of some of the shenanigans we saw today from Max. Let's face it, Max was the star of the show in terms of if he overtakes and giving back the place and going wide and taking advantage at turn one, which I knew he would do. 
Um, and that can make you fall foul and it could lose him this world title. But I think, as he said, I tried my best today um, and he got the driver of the day. People love what he's doing, but it also could be the reason in the end he doesn't win the title. Mm. Bob? Yeah, I agree with everything Jonathan just said. Um, My old friend Sean Kelly, our stat guru for many years in Formula One, um, says... Max reminds him so much of Gilles Villeneuve. But after today's race, said Sean, he detected a difference between Villeneuve and Verstappen in terms of the principles by which you race. Mm. Of course, the same argument can be applied to any driver, certainly Schumacher, Senna, you know, the, the heroes and villains all the way up and down the history of Formula One. So. You know, it's a it's a it's a process of getting used to one another. You know, it's 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 almost like a marriage in many ways, except, you know, you have to be able to trust each other or somebody is going to get hurt eventually. Uh, so, you know, this is a, another chapter in the book mm. you know, and, and next week will be high intensity. Um, you know, you don't have to win the race. You just have to finish ahead of the other guy. And uh, it's going to be fascinating, I'm sure. Maybe we'll get some weather. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do some research. You know what? That's a great point. It rains in Saudi Arabia a whole lot more than you might think. Huh. I was there for the first Formula E race in Riyadh, and we got bucketed really? down on right in the middle of the desert. It just rained like crazy and washed out the, the curb on the racetrack. And oh, uh, If right. you missed it earlier on, we're almost out of time, but I have to say this out loud. For the first time since 1974, the top two go into the finale tied on points. I mean, I that's just a stunning. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. It's perfect for yeah. this season. It's absolutely I mean, perfect. Can you imagine in the semifinals of the 100 meters if Usain Bolt and his closest you know, Gat- yeah. gun, Gatlin or whatever, came in at equal times and that set up the final? I mean, come on. Yeah. That is, <laughs> uh, that uh, is where we are. Next week is going to be fantastic. You know what? I'm going to recruit some help for the show. Okay. I want to hear stories. Your favorite stories of the most controversial race finishes that decide a season championship. Okay. I like that. And I'm going to do some more digging on this uh, Alfa Romeo story uh, because it does have an inkling on Michael Andretti's decision to pull out of his uh, contract yeah. uh, negotiations with them. And this is the what it was what Bob alluded to at the beginning of the show, which is that uh, Alfa Romeo have just lost their president. He's quit. Uh, and he's happy and oh, unhappy about a lot of things. We are out of time. Hey, the ne- the race next Sunday is at 7 a.m. Central time starts. So we'll be on the early <laughs> 6 a.m. Central. So tune in next week. Go to our website, speedcitybroadcast.com. Check us all out. We do a, a lot of on social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all that stuff. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll talk to you next weekend. Ciao, y'all. Happy trails. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.